Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Amy is a devoted wife and mother with a passion for Jesus and a heart for those with shattered lives. She's an inspirational speaker, author, and teacher who humbly bears the scars of a broken life to reveal the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Amy's desire is for you to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Now, here's Amy Elaine Martinez. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. I am so glad that you've joined us today for Real Victory Radio. This show is all about getting real, ready, and equipped for an authentic life of real victory. Today, we're going to be talking about the mother and daughter relationship. I know each one of us will be at a different place in this, but today, that's okay. Wherever you're at, Listen in and join. It may be heartbreaking. It may be toxic. It may be beautiful. But today's show is going to address the how to's to navigate some of the sticky mother and daughter relationship moments and how to do it better and just really to bring life to that relationship. I can't wait to introduce you to my guest today because she's written a book that addresses this very thing. Before I introduce you to our special guest today, I just wanted to take a moment and thank you so much, listeners, for listening in to Real Victory Radio. Y'all, we are listener supported and we can't stay on the air without you. So even just a five or ten dollar gift makes a huge difference. If you enjoy Real Victory Radio and we've encouraged you in some way, would you please go to amyelaine.com and join the victory movement? With your one-time or monthly gift, you will help us inspire listeners to live a victorious life. It's super easy. It's all done through PayPal. Just head over to amyelaine.com and learn more about partnering with us today. Thank you in advance for your support and prayers. We can't do this without you. Today's special guest says this about her brand new book, Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters. No mom or daughter wants to walk a dark path of uncertainty, a strained relationship, or to feel like there is too much of a gulf to cross over between you two. She understands how common unstable and unfinished relationships are, and that's why she's here to talk with us today. I'm really excited to introduce you to my very special guest, Blythe Daniel. We're going to be talking about her new book, Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters, and she, that she co-authored with her own mom, Dr. Helen McIntosh. Blythe Daniel is a literary agent and the, with the Blythe Daniel Agency, and just as a few weeks ago, she is my literary agent, which is super exciting. Blythe is also a marketer with 20-plus years of experience in publishing. She has written for Christian retailing and Focus on the Family. She links bloggers with readers through Blog About and is a frequent podcast guest. She lives in Colorado with her husband and three children. And Blythe is my friend. I'm so excited to introduce you to her today. Welcome to the show, Blythe. How are you? Good. Thank you so much, Amy, for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here with you today. It's fun to have you in the studio. I love in-studio guests because we get to just really look at each other in the eye and talk. And it's just kind of like having coffee. So that's the good part. Blythe, there's one question that everybody on the show gets to answer, and I'm going to ask you today. I don't know if your answer will tie into our book, your book, uh, Mended, but we're definitely going to talk about your book in just a minute. First, I'd like to find out where you have experienced the most victory in your life. 
I have experienced the most victory in my life, in my thought life. I would say that fear and anxiety has been a source of um, battle for me over the years. And I do just love the verse Philippians 4, 6 through 7, which says, be anxious for nothing, but within prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding um, will be available to you. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but, but basically I would say I have gotten caught up in fear and anxiety in my own life and for my girls. And God has really t- taught me to let go of fear because I can't control the outcome. And I really have been washed over through peace in all that, um, the areas that God has really shown me that I need to let go of. So I definitely say victory has come in my thought life through fear and anxieties. I, Love that verse. And I think that it is one that we can repeat often. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. And that it brings our minds back to a place of peace because God is peace. Jesus is our peace. And so thank you for sharing that with us today. Blythe, you wrote a book with your mom. And I want to take a moment and just tell a a little bit about her. Dr. Helen McIntosh is a counselor, speaker, educator, and author of Messages to Myself and Eric Jose and the Peace Rug. Her work has appeared in Guidepost, Parent Life, and Home Life magazine. She resides in Georgia with her husband, Chip. They have two children and five grandchildren. Helen couldn't be in the studio with us today, but she is definitely here in spirit. Blythe, tell me a little bit about your relationship with your mom now and what inspired y'all to write this amazing book, Mended, Restoring the Hearts of mothers and daughters. Well, we have a good relationship now. We would say that we're tight, but we haven't always had a great relationship. And um, and I'll back up just a minute to say that my mom um, is the daughter of an alcoholic. Her mom was um, verbally and emotionally abusive to my mom. And so she didn't really grow up with having a good relationship with her mom. So for us to have a great relationship, we really count it all to the Lord because there's no other explanation of how she could mother me well. She wasn't mentored in that. So our relationship is good now. Um, where we've had to make repairs is in our communication. And so we've had sometimes, I would say, um, my biggest probably time where I wanted to rebel was my senior year of high school where I wanted to shut myself off from my mom. I didn't want to engage her as much as I had. And so for me, it was just sh- really shutting her out of some places of my heart um, and acting more independent. And um, that carried over into my freshman year of college and all kind of came to a crashing halt when my weight was under where it needed to be and my bank account was zero. And so it was some loving guidance um, through with my mom and my dad, but especially I remember my mom just having such a beautiful heart towards me and of restoration. So um, since then, there have been, you know, some times that we've really had to just address how we were handling our relationship, me as a mom and a wife and, and mom being um, an empty nester. And so, you know, it's not come without work. And that's what we want to encourage people with, that it's possible. It takes effort and it takes perseverance, but it's not complex. It's a simple process, honestly. And we're going to, you know, we can talk about some of the ways to do that. It's just, it does require some effort, um, but no relationship is too far away removed from having restoration. We truly believe that God is the mediator between moms and daughters. And we're grateful that we've been able to engage that in our relationship. One of my favorite quotes from the book is, you say, uh, mending your heart with your mother or daughter is a result of time you press into loving her, not for who she is, but for who she is 
becoming. And that just fits so perfectly with what you just talked about. The book is Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters. And we you can find that everywhere. And there's some few things that they get when they sign up on your website uh, for the book. You can tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. Yeah. We have some scripture cards and making it personal cards. So these are some tools that you can use along with the book. Tell us where we can find this. Yeah, guys. sure. That Those resources are available at our website, which is ourmendedhearts.com. And what we have there are um, some of these things that, that Amy mentioned in the in each section of the book. We have a making it personal section. And so I took some of those ideas and really condensed it into a little card that you can print out and carry those with you. We also have um, some scriptures that you can download and print and take with you as well. Um, so, so there's some great tools. There's some actually, um, things that you can put in on your phone, just some scriptures that you can use as a download on your phones and computers. So we just want you to have the tools. And we also have the seven ways to start a conversation, which are just basic questions that you can initiate with your mom or your daughter. Oh, I'm going to look that up. (laughs) Ourmendedhearts.com. We will put that in the show notes. Okay. So for the woman who needs reconciliation with her mom or daughter, can you tell us what are some ways to initiate that reconciliation when you haven't spoken to them for an extended period of time? That's kind of a hard place to be in. It is. And, you know, I think the big thing that we want to be able to share with women is that it takes the person who might not have as much to ask forgiveness for or who might not have as much that they've wronged the other person. It takes that person to be an initiator of conversation. Um, and, and so sometimes you may not even think that you're in the wrong, but you're in a stronger position to initiate conversation. And so, you know, I think there's not necessarily a magical um, phrase or anything that we've seen work between us or others, but, but really just in heart coming to the other person and saying things like what I want is a good relationship and you are more important to me than this distance that we've had between us. Um, and then the next question is so clarifying and it, and it says, how do you see me helping you? Um, how do you see my part in our relationship? What do we need to do to make things better? So it's really acknowledging when there's been distance, um, the tendency is to want to, um, just kind of ignore and, and move on. But I think the big thing that we want to share with people is that when you step into inviting yourself in, it sounds non-threatening of how do you see us making things better? You're not the know-it-all telling them what they should be doing. You are inviting a conversation and it leaves the door open for them to say, well, I think we should da-da-da. And then you can come back with your response. But I think that open invitation is the best way to talk to someone, especially if there's been distance and to acknowledge the hard things that you've got between you. Um, we don't want to just ru- you know push it under the rug. We want to be able to say, gosh, I know this is hard. Where do we start? What do you think we need to do? Those are some good phrases to use with a mother or daughter. Those are good. I, that reminds me of the verse, and I don't know where it is right now, but I'm thinking where it says that when we bring things out into the light that God is able to you know help us to see those and look at those and i think when we invite god into the process that it does it will make such a mm-hmm. big difference so using those key phrases and starting the relationship or the conversation to get back to a better relationship is really important but i think that when we you know we were talking about fear earlier there's fear there and Mm -hmm. we, you know, sometimes don't want to initiate that. But if we can remember that verse, don't be anxious for anything. And then 
invite God into that process and initiate that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think what we want to invite people to think about is that when you initiate conversation with someone, it might not go like you want it to. It might not go as planned, but there is a verse in the Bible that talks about having done all to stand. And so this is this part of your relationship with a mom or daughter, even if they don't reciprocate and they don't respond to you in person or through an email or a text or whatever, that you know that in your heart, you've done all that you can do to stand before God and before your mother or daughter having done all. And so there's, there's a, there's a quiet rest in that. Um, In fact, the word restoration on the book, we have restoring the hearts of mothers and daughters, and we talk about restoration in the book quite a bit. The word rest is right there in that word. It is. It's so good to be able to rest in your relationship. Now, you know, again, you making the effort towards a mother or daughter, um, there's a point in which you just need to rest in your efforts and not strive to make it work. Yeah, that striving gets in the way. All right. So how can a mother or daughter live differently if their relationship hasn't been restored? Perhaps even the mom or daughter has passed away and they're unable to restore the relationship. What can be done in that situation? You know, one of the things that we encourage women to do is to write a letter and in that letter, tell your mother or daughter that you forgive them, whether they ever asked you for forgiveness or not. My mom never had her mom ask her forgiveness. Her mom um, taught others the principle of forgiveness through the AA steps, but she never asked my mom forgiveness. And my mom actually told her one day, I forgive you. And that was so freeing for my mom. She didn't wait for that. And so if you don't have the opportunity to um, to hear those words, you know, you can write it out in a letter. It might be that you even have a conversation um, with um, with a loved one or an email, but just releasing that um, the pressure of holding on to something that's not ours to hold on to, because really when we hold on to um, a disappointment and rejection and unforgiveness, we are really robbing ourselves of the full life that we can have in God. And so we don't want this to be a barrier in our lives. So, you know, initiating some type of correspondence, if it's safe to visit with this person, um, we certainly want to encourage that. But sometimes those circumstances just aren't there. So, but you can still take care of that. And of course, at the same time that you're writing this letter, you're, you're able to pour your heart out to God. Um, We do believe that you can be mended to God, even if you aren't mended to your mother or daughter. God longs to restore our hearts and he is the perfect restorer. As we know, he gives us the real victory. That's right. (laughs) He does. I love how you, you know, we can't, we may not be able to find that restoration within that person or with that person, but we can have that in God and that will make a difference in the rest of the way that we're doing life. Something that I was intrigued about in your book was how can we recognize unhealthy generational patterns in family relationships? We don't want to repeat those same things with our kids for sure. Can you give us some insight into how we break these cycles? I sure can. You know, I think it becomes apparent when you are a parent and you notice that you're doing some things to your kids that perhaps your mom or your dad did to you. And especially we'll talk about the mother daughter relationship Um, there are things that get passed down. There might be anger. There might be some type of an abuse or addiction. Um, you have to break those patterns or they will continue. One of the things that my mom did and when my brother and I were off at college and she was realizing that she has what she calls in the book, overlove or enmeshment. (laughs) 
um, she came to us and she said, I don't want to be this controlling person. I don't want to be enmeshed in your life. If you sense me doing that, would you say, well, mom, back up. And so, um, so she was sensing that she was carrying on this pattern that her mom was really controlling in her life. And so she stopped it. And I can tell you that I have tried to control um, my daughters. I've tried to control what they wear and what they do. And so I've noticed the pattern because addiction runs in my family through the alcoholism. I'm more aware of the fact that I need to stop any type of an addiction that would creep into our family or control because those two things go hand in hand. So um, we have a we have a prayer in um, in the book that really helps someone go through how to break off what we would call generational patterns. And um, we don't have time to do that now, but I would just say it's super important. And, and also scripture is full of generational sins and it talks about what happens to those families that continue in those sins. And so some of this was so eye catching as we went through it together, my mom and I. And so I would encourage you um, to, to look at some of these scriptures in the book. And this is in the chapter called a new generation setting things differently. But there's also a prayer there um, that will help you. But really, it's about recognizing and about praying those things out of your family, stopping them where they are so that they won't continue to come into the next generation. I have had to do that in other areas of my own life. My father was a very, very angry man until he had we he had his first grandson and Cody, the first grandkid, changed my dad and he didn't do it, you know. I don't even think he realized it until after that happened. And I have had to do that in my own life where I have had to say, I am not going to have that, that anger, that mom anger. And I was in my early years of momming, I was hard on my boys. And you were talking about the girls not, uh, you know, trying to control what they're wearing and stuff. I know that there's a reason that I do not have girls, <laughs> but I do want to say this. I want to put point this out about the book as I was reading through parts of this book, I was actually using some of the principles and the practical applications with letting my son go with my prodigal and with my own mom and also in my daughter-in-law relationship and just setting expectations and not wanting to get hung up on those expectations. You talk about expectations mm -hmm. in the books and this in the book, and this was not in our show notes, but I want to touch on that, how we can deal with unrealistic expectations. Oh, expectations are killers of relationships, we say, because what happens, expectations sets up this trap of, I want you to meet my need and no one can meet our needs. And they weren't designed to, only God was designed to meet our needs. And so what happens when we have expectations and that person doesn't follow suit, then we, we take that out against them. And they were never designed to have those expectations. I, I think um, one of the stories that we share in the book is about a mom who um, went through a divorce and she and her daughter were distanced for quite a number of years. This was a friend that I know. And she came to me and we were talking about this one day and she said, I think the reason that my daughter distanced is because of her expectations of me as a mom during that period of time when the mom said, I didn't even know how to hang on because she was going through this divorce. I didn't know how to be a mom. And so I think that there needs to be, so I think that there needs to be grace and, um, and love between you and, um, just as you were saying earlier that we want to love our mother or daughter for who she's becoming and there's a release that happens or should happen 
um, we don't have to hold on to the past. We don't have to hold on to those expectations. It's not sweeping it under the rug. It's not saying that these things didn't happen and they need healing. They need the healing of that Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit offers. But we aren't holding out for that person to do something that is is not in their power, maybe even to do. So it's just letting go of that expectations and really clinging to the Lord Jesus through this experience, through this relationship, because he is the only one that can restore us. Yeah. He's so good. And he does. He meets us in the middle of those places that are rough and hard and he smooths them out. Mm-hmm. He smooths yes. them out. I love that. All right. Life, we talk a lot about getting real here on Real Victory Radio. And sometimes getting real means looking at our own behaviors, finding out what we need to do first. What are the five steps to take off the responsibility of the other person and how can giving advice and having, and well, we just talked about that, the unrealistic expectations can be a hindrance, but what are those five steps to take off the responsibility from somebody else? Oh, this is so freeing. I love this. The first thing that we want to do is to own your own part. You know, one of the hardest statements that we can say is it was my fault, but it really is a sign of maturity. And so that's really the first step is, is owning your part, but you're not, you're not owning anybody else's part. You're just owning your part. Um, then the, the second thing is to ask God to show you some of your responsibilities in the relationship. And it's just a good idea not to presume what your role is, but to ask God to sh- to give you creativity and how you're approaching your responsibilities. And, you know, it might be that you think that your role is to see your grandchildren once a week and your daughter thinks that's too much. So it's really, um, and, and then, you know, I think that our responsibilities often can be less than, um, we would want them to be because no one, this kind of ties into the advice. No one wants to be told what to do. We just don't like sure. getting, a, we don't like giving suggestions. Um, we don't like receiving those. So, um, that, that second part is really key of, um, seeing what your responsibilities are. And then the third thing is to get an idea of whether you're to be serving more or serving less in the relationship, putting in more or planning less. So that's more of the doing part of this part where you were just looking at your responsibilities. And then this just takes it a step further and says, Hmm, how do I do more? How do I do less? How do I, how do I marry the responsibilities with the practicalities. Blythe, we are going to have to stop on number three. They're going to have to buy the book and get to four and five because we, I knew this would happen. We ran out of time. We've got just a little bit of time left and I want to make sure that we have time to pray over the listeners and their relationships. I want to take just a moment and thank our sponsor, Sonic Inspection Corporation. If you are in the business of managing a building, facilities management, or a building owner, you can contact them at 303-308-3000. They do a great job of checking out all of the fire sprinkler systems and making sure there's no corrosion. So you guys go to sonicinspection.com to find out more about them. And Blythe, let's pray so that we can cover our listeners in these relationships. We have about three minutes left. Okay. I want to just quickly point out something to you at the very end of the book. We do have a prayer that you can pray over your relationship with your mom or daughter. It's really, it's a really good idea to pray over your relationship with her so that you're not bringing in more than needs to be there on your part. And you're not taking on more than you should. And you're also releasing it. Okay. All right. Do you want to start? And pray? I do. Okay. Yeah. 
Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for the gifts of mothers and daughters. We thank you that your design for mothers and daughters is of unity and that they would operate more freely in our relationships with each other. And so, Father, we just bless and thank you for all the moms and daughters that are listening. We pray for you to impart to them wisdom and knowledge and understanding and how to approach their mother or daughter. And if there's difficult conversations that need to happen, Father, we just ask that you would bring those conversations to bear and that you would equip every woman with courage and strength and that she would seek you in the restoration of her relationship with her mother or daughter. Mm. Lord, we do ask that you would just be with the listeners and bring your peace into those relationships, cover them and give them the courage to step out and initiate that contact where it may be difficult. And God, I just thank you for who you are and what you're going to do in these relationships. We give you all the glory and honor and praise in your son's name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Blythe, it has been such a joy to have you on the show today. And I know that people are going to be blessed by this book, Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters by Blythe Daniel and Helen McIntosh. And they can find you at ourmendedhearts.com. We'll put all that in the show notes. You guys, thank you so much for being with us today on Real Victory Radio. And thank you, Blythe. Thank you. This was awesome. It was fun. Thank you, guys. Now go out there and live a victorious life. We hope you were encouraged and equipped by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Please go to amyelaine.com to find out how to receive Amy's resources, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. You can also listen to podcasts and see where Amy will be speaking. Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. They depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to amyelaine.com for ways you can partner with Amy in reaching listeners with the power to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Please tune in again next Saturday at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez.